Welcome to the BQBL Failcast for Week 7, 2023. I'm Alex. He's Dr. Matthew. And uh, last week we complained about uh, every team scoring points and there not being any negative scores, or at least I complained about that. And uh, we got almost exactly the same thing, but I got punished with two negative scores. So great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, BQBL gods. Appreciate that. Um, but it was another week of kind of compressed scoring in the middle uh, with one notable exception. Uh, and unfortunately for Nick, it was not New England this week. No, it wasn't. There was New England, one of many teams this week, as I'm sure we'll discuss, that uh, actually had quarterbacks who unexpectedly came through in real life. Weirdly, um, if you told me Nick would have a team that scored 90 and it wasn't New England, I would not have believed you. But uh, what we did get this week um, which I think was beyond anyone's wildest dreams, was a game featuring the following four quarterbacks. Brian Hoyer, mm. Aiden O'Connell, mm. Tyson Bagant, Nathan Peterman. Yes. Oh, man, I love me some Nathan Peterman. Nathan, Nathan Peterman is the best. Um, and I think I love Aiden O'Connell. Um, uh, I know I know you do, and I get that. I, I I just like that he looks like Rod Farva. Honestly, um, I like that outfit that he was wearing in that clip that we watched. Uh, yeah. Just a, a plain white Hanes t-shirt to the like post-game interview. Oh, is such, yeah. a, such a strong look. Like, not even a good t-shirt. Like, probably the shirt he had on underneath his pads. Yeah, no, it was it was very solid. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman they brought in just for a Hail Mary, and he proceeded to fumble in his one one snap so i love that <laughs> love that he's able to come in and immediately make a appearance in the bqbl scoreboard he's he's really the best that we've ever had yeah yeah he is he is the best you know what would have made it a little bit better though if he'd thrown an interception Jameis winston mm, Jameis winston yeah no Jameis winston but there was plenty of plenty of uh nominally bad qbs playing this week whether or not they played well is a different story yeah, but let's uh, let's zoom in on the Raiders while we're here because they did score ninety. Yeah, well, I, let me just say, let's just say, right, the the Patriots, who had been scoring, you started to say this, but this week, um, understand Nick riding with them after two hundred points games and then twenty five yes. this week, mm-hmm. however, negative, negative fifteen, negative fifteen, the second worst score of the week next to Kansas City. Yeah, and from a uh, from a game winning drive by Mac Jones, and I like this. Bill Bel- we've been playing a lot of Bill Belichick quotes this week, uh, the past few weeks. Bill Belichick this week asked during the post-game interview uh, how much a drive like that last drive, the game-winning drive for your offense, can help generate confidence in Mac Jones moving forward. And his response was, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Bill Belichick's the best. I-, I like to think that Bill Belichick is answering honestly. And he's just making it seem like the answers are boring, but really he just hates this team. Yeah, it's great. And then, so then the reporter continues, well, what about you individually? Like how much more confidence? And Belichick just cuts him off. I have confidence in all our players. That's why I put them out there. If I didn't have confidence, I wouldn't put them out there. (laughs) Both teams played hard. (laughs) There was a game of football that happened and we won. (laughs) Who is both teams play hard? That was um that was basketball, wasn't it? I don't remember. Oh god. All right. Google that while I'm talking. Okay. Um because uh because I want to di- I want to dig into this Las Vegas thing. 
Um, so, so for whatever reason, and despite all uh, kind of uh, Rashid Wallace, by thank the way. you. It was Rashid basketball. Wallace. Yes, both yes. teams played hard. Um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they they have Aiden O'Connell, who, while not great, is at least a young quarterback. Yes. Um, do Do you know Brian Hoyer's age, by the way? Forty-two. Let's see. Survey says 38. 38. Okay. Seems, but seems like he should be older. He just turned 38, actually. Happy birthday to Brian Hoyer. Um, okay. But Aiden O'Connell is 25. So, like, you're not going to get development. And played well earlier in the... Played, played fine, right? Fine. He played him earlier in the season he didn't as far as i could tell in that game because we reviewed it didn't do enough that i was like oh well that guy is not worth playing anymore right exactly and then he just kind of well i know it's mcdaniels right so mcdaniels Mcdaniels goes back to his his happy place which of course is like new england in like 2008 or whatever exactly like the the last place he truly felt alive and he just remembered <laughs> he got the only thing he could get from that team which is an uh an ownership stake from Tom Brady and also a start from Brian Hoyer um yep. and uh it went like horribly Hoyer threw for 129 yards on you know just over 50% passing uh and then threw two picks the second of which was pick 6 um, took a sack and uh, got pulled. So he benched him for Aiden O'Connell. I mean, like, it's it's one thing to put in a 38-year-old quarterback who's been nothing better than a backup his whole career, but then to pull him, like, what did you think he was going to do? I don't know. And I think he was asked about whether he would, he, he had considered pulling him earlier, pulling him at halftime after the game. And he was like, I, no, I, why would I have done that? I, like, he seemed befuddled by the question. At this point, they're probably friends, right? Like uh, they gotta be. Absolutely like, have to be. Like wow. Yeah. I, like either he's your friend and you don't even put him in that spot, or he's not your like I don't even understand the the logic here. But the Aiden O'Connell went in, played marginally better, um, did throw a touchdown, which um cost them ultimately 10 points in what could have been another 100-point performance. Yeah, um, definitely could have been worse. But O'Connell did put up the uh, the one touchdown and took them just over 200 yards. So really ruined what could have been a much better score. Um, they still didn't throw a pass longer than 15 yards, despite having Devontae Adams on their team and targeting him 12 times, um, <laughs> which is truly an achievement in and of itself. Um. Like I, they threw forty-five passes and had a long of fifteen. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, That's so many passes. Yes, I like McDaniel's in in actually his after pre- post game and also his Monday morning interview. Essentially started with it was tough. We got outplayed two of the three phases of the game. Our kicking was good. Like great. Our, our kicking our kicking was good. Um, yes, on the other side, uh, Tyson Baggett, um, he of, of Shepherd University, or is it Shepherd College? I do not know. Or is it just Shepherd? 
Let's just say Shepard. Let's go with Shepard. Just Shepard. He of Shepard. Um, also went for the uh, seeing how many passes you could complete without actually throwing the ball downfield. Um, he completed 21 passes with a long of 17. Um, so he managed to, you know, complete a good number of passes, almost as many as Vegas did. Um, but neither side did anything down the field. So this was just a horrible game. Um, DJ Moore again was on this side, uh, long of 15. Long of 15. Yeah. Yeah. So Devontae Adams versus DJ Moore, neither one managed to get over 15 yards down the field. Yep. Just, just tremendously bad quarterbacking. Um, that was terrible. Oh, Peterman also had two rushes. Um, and he gained negative two yards per rush. Uh, Did they bring him in at the end and kneel down? Like what? That's a that's a good question. Yeah, they did. They brought him to kneel down. So yeah, they. Uh... So they brought him in for two things: to fumble a long pass, and then to kneel down at the end. Correct. Amazing. That's pretty, that is... pretty uh, high praise for uh, for for Bajit in his uh, first game to get a victory cigar. I mean. Like, <laughs> is that is that or is that not the highest and best use of Nathan Peterman, though? Oh, it's absolutely the best use of Nathan Peterman. <laughs> well, yeah, so this this horrible game resulted in uh, Chicago, who you started scoring 18 points, um, mostly uh, based on the fact that they didn't throw for any yards and they didn't throw for any yards. <laughs> yeah, yep. I was it was disappointing. I was expecting more out of a, uh, a Tyson Bajan start, but um at least, at least he was able to to pull out some points. Again, as you, we've discussed multiple times, not throwing the ball downfield is good in BQBL. Yeah, and we also um, we can't we can no longer call him Teabag because Bill Simmons decided that he invented this and yep. is now calling him that. So we uh, we're done. Yeah. Um, you know, credit to the Ringer for starting BQBL, but um, we stuck with it, and they've moved on to essentially becoming Barstool. So um, I don't think we need that in our lives. I, they're not quite Barstool. I want to. Well, Bill Simmons is not. Uh, they oh, Bill okay, Simmons has okay. also moved on from the Ringer, to be clear. Correct. So the Ringer. No, he's, he has not really moved on from the Ringer. No, but but he but Simmons himself is becoming Barstool for Boston. Um, we could discuss that another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel rather strongly about this. Okay, we can discuss another time. <laughs> um, the the second highest score on the week was much lower than the 90 that Vegas put up and was in fact a uh, 39 by Indianapolis, um, which is very strange because they almost won this game. And they scored 38 real life points. Yeah, it's unusual to have those things at, at parity and the number be over, say, 10. Yes. Yet here we are. Um, yeah, and that was really the magic of Gardner Minshew. I think we can all agree that Minshew magic is real. Um, see, he only completed 15 passes, but he threw for 305 yards. That is how you do it. Well, he had a Jameis. Let's let's point out this is or was this was this a full Jameis? No, uh, it was not quite a full Jameis, but it uh, no, it was. No, this it is was. A full, it was a this is a full Jameis. Jameis. Yeah, Gardner Minshew gives us the first full Jameis. That we've had, I think, since two years ago. Yeah, yeah, because it's still it, there's no yard escalation, right? It's just still just 
it's four and four, right? It, it is it is four and yeah. four. I think three hundred yards was encouraged, but not required. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he got three hundred. So he did that? it in in his own particular way, which yeah. is that instead of the traditional full Jameis, which would be four touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, he had two touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, and then one interception and three lost fumbles. Yep. And one of those, well, well, the you know normal Jameis experience would be one pick six. He just had a fart. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it was right in the end zone too. So I, oh, I don't yeah, think it was a Miles My- Garrett sack in the end zone. Yeah. Do we give him extra points for the sack in the end zone, or is no. it just the fart? It's it's just the fart. Right, because it's not a safety. It's no. If it had been a safety, that would have been one thing, but the fart was worth a little bit more, right? Because the Safety's worth. No, actually, they're both they're both worth a ten point bonus. Interesting. Well, no, but the fart the fart's worth fifteen. The safety's worth ten. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, because it's a turnover. Yep. Exactly. Right. Um, right. So the so that was an excellent score. Um, the other side, uh, Cleveland, did not put up nearly as good a score. Um, Cleveland put wow. up twenty seven. Um, well, I guess it was in the neighborhood, but um. Deshaun Watson came in through five passes, one of which was intercepted, completed one of those five, and then went out injured, question mark? Yeah, sort of a question mark as to where the injury was, what what it was, I have no idea. Uh, P.J. Walker came in in relief and uh, put up a pretty terrible stat line, but led some late, albeit uh, referee-assisted, touchdown drives, including a game winner. Um, actually this was, this would have been, I should see if this made, this would make a difference. Uh, I didn't really look no, no cause Jake won the week regardless, but, um, he was very close to having, you know, a, uh, a game killing sack fumble that was taken back due to a defensive holding penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that could have been an additional, uh, I don't know. It would have been almost like 20 points or something for that. Um, so, so Jake fortunately won the week for him anyway, uh, didn't need those extra points, but this could have been a much higher score. Yeah. And, and Jake won with, I think the lowest winning score of the season so far. Um, so he definitely made his points count. He only scored 56, but he managed to pull off the win. Last week, 56 would have been good for third place. Um, fourth place the week before fourth place the week before that. Um, so 56 is not a winning score of every many weeks, but this week it was. So No, except take. that again, I should I should emphasize that if he had, in fact, if that call was not made, right? That is, if, if that, uh, mm-hmm. um, if they allow that uh, sack fumble to go, then then that score is 31 points higher, I believe. So you would, that would have been a serious, a serious score. Right. Agree. No, it, it would have been a very good score. However, um, that is, of course, a counterfactual. The refereeing that was terrible did happen. It did. We yes. don't live in that world, unfortunately. Um, Cleveland did get a cheap win. Yeah. And and Gardner Minshew, despite going full Jameis, got credit with the L. Yes. Yes, unfortunately, that did happen. And Gardner will instead have to go and try to figure out how to clean up those mistakes. Um, does, does he have any idea... Oh, um, I don't know. Should we ask him? Yeah, let's I try. Gardner, do, do you want to? What, what do you think? Any any way to to clean up those mistakes? Uh, let's see. So, I mean, what is is there a key 
to kind of preventing those? I don't know, but I'm about to try to figure it out. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's like uh, we were already having conversations in the locker room just about trying to drill that and work that more. Because um, that's not something I want to be a part of us. Um, yeah. Well, he's going to work on it. doesn't want it to be a part of him. The the O in I don't know? Excellent. I love. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what that accent is, but I think I love it. Uh, it's great. It sounds like what I get it. I think it's pretty much what I would have envisioned Garden Ministry to sound like. So I, I think it works. Yeah, kind of like somehow white trash surfer. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Anyway, so uh, kudos to Gardner Minshew on trying to clean that up. Um. The. The the next highest score this week after Jake's fifty six. Um, oh, by the way, he was buoyed by 29 points from Detroit. Uh, they got just thoroughly demolished by the Ravens. Um, I don't know what they were expecting, but they did nothing correct this week. No. no there was a late touchdown, which uh, saved them from an even better BQBL day. But they, yeah, they did nothing. They basically didn't, didn't get a first down for pretty much the entire first half. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, the, the Ravens definitely uh, took out some uh, some frustration on a, on that poor Detroit team. Um, Plus, they had fumble like got, got fumbled twice, and they recovered both of them. It was definitely a bit lucky. Yeah. Um. So that way, so Jake, you know, won the week. Uh, Sarah was in second. Um, she got thirty three points from New Orleans. Um, you know, we're still seeing, I think, an injured and mostly ineffective Derek Carr. Um, somehow they still had him throw the ball 55 times, which seems like a lot to me. I'm not a coach, but I mean, I don't think that that's the path to winning. Most of what he did was just throw it to Alvin Kamara, though. Yeah, Alvin Kamara had almost 30 touches this game. Um, yeah, so Carr threw a pick six in this game. He almost yeah. let a, he let a, what he let a comeback to try to tie the game, though, right before, uh, the Jags won. Right. Yeah. But the Jags did, in fact, win. Um, and uh, this game was in, um, was this was in London? Is that right? I don't no? think so. It just no. felt like it was? I think all J- Jags games feel like it was in London. This is this is in New Orleans. That's fair enough. Um, they already did their two weeks in London. All right. Well, so, uh, yeah, so she got, um, Sarah got 33 from New Orleans. She got 15 from Atlanta, which honestly I thought was going to be uh, a much higher score. Um, but really, I, go ahead. I uh, know. I was going to say this, this in some sense deserves a much higher score. And there's two reasons that are holding it back. One is there was a game winning field goal drive. Right. Um, so that was obviously a minus 10 points. And that took away. Otherwise, it's just 25 from the three turnovers. Right. The other thing is that we don't give extra bonus points for particularly brutal turnovers in terms of game situation. But the three fumbles, these are all fumbles that Ritter had, were all in the red zone, and two of them were at the one-yard line. So is that were, what you want? It is not. Not at all what you want. Well, is there some kind of tonic that you can rub onto the ball to make that not happen? Uh, I don't know. We can ask. We can see if Gardner Minshew can figure it out. But uh, let's see what Desmond Ritter has to say. 
Yeah, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's no magical, you know, potion to, to fix fumbles. Nope, I guess there's no magical potion to fix fumbles. <laughs> By the way, when we were looking at that clip, the uh, the only thing that I could think of is that he sounded just like someone that I heard before. Um, let me see if I can if I can get this one right here. <laughs> yeah, now, Alex. Alex made a good call on this one. It's not a TV show that I had watched, so it, it, it that did not hit me. But uh, after watching clips, I I do agree that I I see the I see the resemblance. Hold on. Oh. Um, let me tee this up and share with uh, with sound here. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can get this right. Starbucks. That's nice. <laughs> that ain't me, man. I I was. The guy who was selling meth, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, see. Allegedly. Um. So uh, yeah, he he sounds exactly like Badger from Breaking Bad, um, <laughs> which is an excellent one of my favorite uh, bit part characters in a prestige show. Um. But that I couldn't think of anything else when I heard Desmond Ritter's voice. So despite three absolutely horrendous backbreaking turnovers and the fact that his team almost fumbled away a game where Baker Mayfield did very little correct. Um, they still won. And he only, because of the game winning drive, they only ended up with 15 points. By the way, you just said Baker Mayfield did very little correct as if that was a novel occurrence. I mean, he didn't do a ton wrong. But he just kind of he just kind of Baker Mayfielded it all over the field. Um, Rashad White is terrible. The fact that Baker yeah. Mayfield rushed it three times and ended up with essentially the same yardage as Rashad White did in his thirteen carries, yep, to me is really something about this Tampa Bay team. They're really not good. Oof, that whole division is really bad. Jacksonville. It's it's awful. It's awful. Awful. Is Not that... Jacksonville. Jacksonville. No, sorry. It's 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 um it's New Orleans, Atlanta, um, Tampa Bay, and God, who's the other terrible team there? I have like a mental block. They're all hideous. Sorry, I obviously Is it Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, technically, there's going to be a division winner from that division like there will be um and at this point i think the falcons might be the favorite at this point they're four and three yeah yep like, like are they gonna keep desmond ritter next year are we gonna get I, I hope we get more of that voice i mean really that's all we can hope for right because he's he's clearly poisoned all of the the production from kyle pitts and drake london and well, Bijan apparently food poisoned himself. So um that was that's a that, that one's coming from inside the building. But um they traded I, for Van Jefferson. He's your dude. Yeah, I've had had a lot of experience with him in fantasy. I the I have to say that the this has made for some this whole Desmond Ritter experience has made for some very enjoyable, entertaining um reaction shots of Arthur Smith. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of these, but like last week when he, uh, there was one pick that Ritter threw and then Arthur Smith is just like, he just essentially like holds his head in his hands and then looks up at the sky. It's fantastic. 
in, during his post-game interview here, he was asked a question and he he started essentially saying something and then just like put his head in his hands and was like, you know what, I'm not I'm not even going to say it. And then moved on. Like his his expressions are fantastic. He is so pained. And it's, it's yeah, it's great. I mean, imagine if like your resume was built on managing Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> And yet you go somewhere and they give you a quarterback who's so much worse. Yeah. Like you rest, you essentially rescued the career of Ryan Tannehill. Yep. From, from Adam Gase. And then they're like, well, how about this guy? And oh, it's Desmond Ritter. I mean, Heineke's got to come in, right? We got to see Heineke. It. I don't know. We have to. Ritter He's right there. Reader just needs to fix the turnovers, Alex. I mean, I think we end up seeing Heineke before the end of the season, and I probably think we end up seeing Jacoby Brissett in Washington because Sam Howell was also horrible this week. I hundred percent agree on Brissett in Washington. I think that that needs to happen. The Raider one's tough because they're four and three. Um, it's hard to say you want to bench him. I, it's hard for me to see it happening until. Yeah, later in the... I, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, Washington's three and four. And I don't think that Sam Howell is the biggest problem there. But, like, you but have to be is, able to... He is a problem. He is a problem, certainly. I mean, you have to be able to beat the Tyrod Taylor Giants. Yes. Uh, Tyrod? Sorry, Tyrod Taylor? Oh, yeah, Tyrod, you said. Yeah. I think that was a correction from like four years ago. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I, and I think, I think what everyone agrees that the fact that, you know, Sam Howell is on, is on pace to demolish the sack record this year. Do you know, do you know this? Yes. I, I had seen that. Yeah. That Sam Howell has a proclivity for taking sacks. Yeah. He, he now has 40 sacks through seven games. The record is, is 76 sacks, which was David Carr, the first year of the Texans, when they literally had an offensive line that was put together by drafting players that the other teams didn't want off of their rosters. And the number one pick was Tony Baselli, but he was so injured that he just refused to play. Right. And that was the offensive line that led to the uh, previous season high in sacks at 76. Howell is currently on pace for 97. I'm sorry, did you say 97? I said 97. So you're saying this six-sack game that he just had is, like, his average? Yeah, yes, yes. It's incredible. <laughs> um, it's it's remarkable, and I think, like, it has to be his fault, right? This, this has to be his fault. <laughs> well, I mean... Th- to get nerdy about this, I, my my favorite theory about Sachs is that Sachs is, in fact, a quarterback stat. Yes. Yep. Have you seen the three-legged stool argument where, um, like, essentially the argument goes that when pressured, quarterbacks can do one of three things. And those three things are, one, make super questionable throws, and then that you end up with interceptions. Yep. The, the Jameis Winston approach. Sure. Um, two is throw the ball out of bounds um, okay. or just, you know, throw the ball away. That's what mm-hmm. Peyton Manning always did, right? The yep. the first hint of pressure 
and he would throw it out of bounds, throw it away, throw it at the feet of a receiver. Yep. Um, so then you get incompletions. The third thing that you can do is scramble around. Yep. And that's when you take sacks. So Sam Howell isn't throwing a ton of picks. And his completion percentage is fine. It's not great. It's not terrible. But he's taking just the most sacks ever. Uh, yeah. I Let me read you his, his sacks so far this season uh, by game. Six, four, nine, five, 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 six. So not less than four. Not, and, not, nope, not. And as high four. as nine? Correct. And as high as nine. Yes. And keep in mind, that four, you want to guess what defense they played that, that game? Uh, how about Cleveland? No, no, four. The four sacks. Oh, the four sacks. Yes. Um, Someone totally toothless. Yes. Denver? Is it Denver? It is Denver. Yes. <laughs> Who is the nine? Buffalo. Oh, yeah. It, happen. It, in the third game of the season, while that defense was sort of intact. Right, before it just unraveled. Yeah. Come back soon, Matt Milano? Question mark? Yeah, if only. Um, yes. So, yeah, he uh, he is he's playing poorly. He's playing very, very, very badly. Um, but he hasn't but yeah, gotten injured yet. He hasn't. No, yeah, which is remarkable. And you know what? He, he is, I think... The first quarterback in the league to have Asian ancestry. His grandmother was Korean. No, oh, really? Did not true, know that. true story. So uh so he is our, our I think our first I mean there there have been obviously uh Samoan, you know, so like people with oceanic ancestry, you know, Tua obviously has some oceanic ancestry, but never um Asian, I don't think. So there you go. Wow. There you go. Some that's a I did not know that ancestry. The only uh the only uh parent um story I heard this week was about uh uh Tyson uh Badgent's dad being an arm wrestling champion. I don't know what to do with that. Did you hear this? I did not, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh um yeah, ba- Badgent comes from an athletic family, according to CBS Sports. Ah. Uh his- his father was nicknamed the Beast and was a 17-time champion professional arm wrestler. Yep. Oh my he god. Won over, he won over 15 world and 25 national championships as a professional arm wrestler. And I believe I heard that some of those were right-handed and some were left-handed. So he could arm wrestle both ways. I honestly don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, that was the uh, that was the Atlanta Atlanta game, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> talking about yes, Atlanta <laughs> sorry, um, uh, and then also somehow the Washington game, um, uh, Washington, uh, who was on Russ's bench this week, um, although Russ really should have started them because he got nothing from Pittsburgh, um. I had no choice in who to start, and I came in last this week. I had two teams on by, and Baltimore scored negative 13. Minnesota scored negative three. Um, if they'd scored a positive three, I would have you know, gotten half a win back. 
Um, but on Monday night, they scored a negative three. So I came in last, second to last was uh, Nick. He started New England's negative 15, which again, I can't blame him for. They were playing Buffalo. Um, get well soon, Matt Milano. And uh, he also started Miami, who is playing, you know, Philly. So I can't blame him for that either. They only yeah. scored five. Um, unfortunately, the teams that he didn't start scored 104. Oof. Brutal. So yeah, could easily have won the week. Very, very easily. Um, let's see. Next up the list was the uh, the 14 points that I mentioned from right. Russ. He yep. got 14 from the Chargers, zero from Pittsburgh, 15 from Washington on the bench. Um, and then there was a bunch of people who it really didn't matter who they started. Um, you could have started any combination of your three teams and you would have finished exactly in the same spot. Yeah. Um, Will, Will was next, by the way, at 23. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. And then... Yeah, uh, wins. Um, Green Bay, uh, Jordan Love, after coming out in week one and looking like a good quarterback, um, now does not look like a good quarterback. Epic rug pull on everyone from Green Bay. I love yep. it. Yep. And uh, Tampa Bay, we mentioned Baker Mayfield not really doing anything good or bad. Uh, finished with only seven. That's true. Um, yeah, you got 18 from Chicago and uh, Bagant, um, who who really didn't have to do much to wrestle a uh, a a terrible Vegas team into compliance. And um, the Rams scored 15 points and got jobbed by the referees pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm against uh cleveland yep uh who scored 27 as we mentioned earlier um yeah so i think we did all the teams did we miss anything yeah, big i don't think we missed anything um, there was so... a there was a big philly score that was on jake's bench that he probably should have started yeah um yeah no i think that he could have gotten a start out of that he still would have won um basically Right. Joe finished one win ahead of me this week, so he gained a win in the standings. Joe still is in first place with 34. Uh, I'm in second at 31. A um, little bit of a drop after that. Nick has 26. Will has 25. Um, Jake has 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sarah has 20. Russ has 19. And Alex... Welcome to the basement. <laughs> ...at 18. Uh, points right there um yeah we mentioned jake not not starting philadelphia uh still would have won the week um however i i will say he's actually been using his philly starts um as uh, actually one of the weeks he did not start them um because he got he got 30 out of them last week he's actually used four out of his five philly starts so he's doing a nice job of uh running through those starts so he doesn't have to to use them anymore um Philly, actually, he started more than his first round pick, Houston, thus far. Um, let's see, other other start uh, statistics of note. Will has yet to start Jacksonville, um, so he has zero Jacksonville starts um, thus far. He still needs to start them five times. Um, and what, Buffalo has only been started once by Joe. The Chargers have only been started once uh, by Russ. Every other team has been started at least twice. Can we talk about how in week one I had 89 points, and then if you sum all of the other weeks, I don't have 89 points. <laughs> um the the percent of uh points started that I that I have is yeah. um not very good. Not ideal. Um 
I have started 42% of the possible points, um, which is last by a very solid margin. Um, Jake is second to last at 56% of his points started. Um, but it's actually very difficult to start under half of your points. Um, yeah. It's only really been done previously by uh, by Nick. Yeah, congrats to Sarah, who is currently leading that uh, almost 80% of yeah, for- uh, yeah, started points. Yeah, efficiency, we'll call it. Um, but uh, yeah, Sarah, very efficient. Me, almost no efficiency. Yeah, um, and of note, I'll say there there's not a team uh, so far that on the season is negative, right? If you every team, if you had started them every week, uh, would have been would have put up uh, positive points. So um, that hasn't always been the case. I mean, you know, Kansas City last year was negative seventy five on the year, so. Yeah, so this has been a better season for bad quarterbacking and just a worse season. I mean, I was reading stats about how this is like the the worst offensive season we've had in like 20 years or something. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk of that. Yeah, especially like the passing game is particularly bad this year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the scores are on par with where we might normally be. It's close to the halfway point of the season, right? Um so we have the high scores here in the 250s with 260 for the Giants is the high score. Um, and so that is that is a little uh, on pace to be above what we've seen in recent years, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, this four, is this is clearly seven. a good a good BQBL season. Yeah. But I mean, two years ago, Carolina scored 588 on the season and the Giants scored 584. So this, you know, it's not the high scores have not been. But we're not halfway yet. We're, no, we're still true. like essentially two weeks away from halfway or a week that's and true. a half away from halfway. So um, there's plenty more time for teams to put up huge scores. Plus, a lot of the biggest scores are going to come in the second half of the season where you've got injuries and nonsense going on. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So um, mostly just bad quarterbacking so far, um, but it hasn't been, but it hasn't been awful. But you're right. There's time. This time, there haven't been any real developing, you know, quarterback controversies yet, but there's still time for that. I mean, we haven't seen the benching start in a lot of these places where clearly benching should start. Correct. Um, and. Yeah, like, we haven't seen any real, like, jobs being lost yet. Correct? It's just, there have been some. I mean, the question is, did, did Daniel Jones lose his job? No question mark. Hmm. I wonder. I, I mean, certainly, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo lost his. Just right. <laughs> I don't think Garoppolo lost his. I don't think Daniel Jones will be will be benched. Honestly, yeah. And I don't think that Fields lost his job. Um, I also don't think that Fields lost his job yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some guys who should lose their yeah. jobs but haven't yep, so I agree. yeah yeah I, I think i i am i think that this season's on track to be one of the highest scoring seasons um and unfortunately for me i i seem to have three teams with entirely stable quarterback situations although tennessee is starting to flounder a little bit i think we might see some malik willis and or some um uh Will Levis in the second half of the season, so I'm hoping for some points there. But uh, yeah. but unfortunately, or you know, obviously very fortunately, um, 
you know, Lamar is finding his groove and uh, Baltimore is looking okay. Yep. Obviously. Um, I'm, most of us are excited about this here uh, in the podcasting and listening uh, contention of this, but yeah, it was nice to see this last game was great. Um, but no, I agree. It is a lot to look forward to with the rest of the BKBL season. I can't wait. I can't wait to make the Milan-esque decision. Yep. Until then. Yeah. <laughs>